Hey, what's up, bookworms? We are back with another author interview, and today is going to be the best-selling author of the Lycania Trilogy and the newly released Will the Mini Book One in the Hierarchy series. And I got to say, how are things down under, James? They're great. They're great. Early morning here, and the sun is actually shining for the first time in about two weeks. So we had a lot of it's rain. lovely. Yeah, we've had a lot of rain here. Uh, it's 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 miserable in the winter in victoria i'm very much looking forward to going on holidays well it's like 112 degrees well i, I think you don't really know fahrenheit you guys do celsius don't you it's very hot yeah here, so yeah. i don't know I don't okay know what that's like uh, it's definitely I, not I, winter i here feel like 100 yeah 112 is probably like it's got to be high 30s low 40s i feel in in yeah it's <laughs> it's best guess on my behalf it's hot yeah i gotta say up front uh thank you for uh for getting things worked out with uh saga press for me after net galley yeah. denied me uh joe has <laughs> been really really great at saga press awesome uh, getting that all worked out so he's great i want to thank yeah. you for that because i was no stunned <laughs> when i got uh completely blackballed by by saga, by saga over on well off of net galley but uh they've done it with me with uh red rising now too Pierce Brown had to send us. So I think maybe I just swore my welcome out with Nut Galley or something. I don't <laughs> know. These things happen sometimes. But I got to say, the first question that I get from everyone is, is it Islington or is it Islington or neither of those correct? It's Islington. It Islington. Okay. That's yes. how I was corrected yes. back when I first started talking about Lycanius years ago. I was saying Islington. They're like, dude, you're saying it wrong. I'm like, well, how would I know? You know? And yes. someone corrects you. But I was like, watch them say neither one of these are correct because – <laughs> I'm always ask that. So, how has the launch for Will the Mini gone for you? Doing pretty good. It's been it's been amazing actually. Um, the the reception has been um, incredible. Um, you know, you kind of like I was I was I was very confident in the book. I, f I felt like it was probably my best work before launch. But um, you still you still never know. Um, you know, you you kind of. Um, at the end of the day, it's everybody's, you know, it's what's going to click with people. Um, and it can be, it can be objectively your best work and still not click with people. Um, so I'm, uh, no, I've, I've been, I've been thrilled with how it's gone. It's, it's been um, rated and reviewed very well. Seems to be, seems to be selling well. I don't get, I don't get sales numbers until, you know, months down the track, but, um, but yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Saga hasn't called you yet and be like, yeah, we got to talk about book two. So, I mean, I guess it's <laughs> pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, it. that's it. As far as I know, they're not shutting me down. Yeah, well, uh, apparently what, uh, 112 is 44 Celsius. So thank you, Daniel, for answering that question. Ooh, that is uh, very hot. Yeah, I'm assuming Aver's talking about uh, talking about these. Yes, they are very striking on the shelf. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That was the thing I think that first really grabbed me about this. When I first saw the cover for Shadow of What Was Lost, like, it's so Spartan. Yeah, somehow it still just like pops so well. Was that? Did you have any feedback at all whatsoever on those covers, or, or was that just all? Um, no, that was that was all the artist, and he did an incredible job. We were we were. I mean, I I, I input in terms of you know they were like okay, well, what do we what do we want to show on the on the cover? This is just the first one. Um, in terms of okay, we want to kind of give it a. Yeah, a bit of a modern feel, but you know, also a bit of that traditional, uh, you know, party going on a quest sort of sort of look to it. Um, and uh, they gave it to um, to to Dominic to to do something with, and he did just an incredible job with it. Um, and they, they, like you said, they they look um, amazing on the shelf. They stand out, which is 
absolutely what you want out of a book. Yeah, I can and, see them on um, your shelf back there. You've got several copies of them. All right, look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, it's all my, it's all my, uh, all my different copies. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw this cover show what was lost. I was like, I got to grab that. That's, that's a cover buy for sure. I'm going to buy that. Something about the way the color just popped among the the, the, mm. the white and the gray, just something about that orange. And then each one was different. So I didn't actually start reading until right after uh, Light of All the Fails, it comes out, which was good for me because guys yeah. didn't know anything about the cliffhangers in these books. It, uh, it, was, it was a good thing. And I think that's something that might actually uh, come up in the rest of this conversation. But uh, it was uh, Patrick. Patrick said to say hello, by the way. Uh, Patrick, he uh, was the one who really was like, you got to pick this up. I think he took a lot of heat when he said, hey, it's kind of like Will of Time without the fluff. I think he took a lot of heat for that. Yeah. If you know Patrick, he's got no problems uh, ruffling a little bit of feathers. Yeah. Did the Will of Time comparisons bother you at all when it came out? Because when I read it, I was like, I think it's got magic and so does Will of Time. But I, I mean, honestly, you had to hear it, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was... Uh, I think it was the, um, not quite the cover quote, but it was the quote that they were using on on the Amazon page. Um, they were like, uh, Wheel of Time fans, this is your new favorite series. Yeah, or something, you know, it's, 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 it's something like that. And um, and look, I mean, I I grew up with Wheel of Time. Like that was, that was the series um, that I, you know, me and my friends read when we were in high school um, and as, as it was coming out. And um it, it didn't it didn't bother me to an extent like it was you know it, it's it's got it's got its uses you know it, it grabs a certain crowd brings them in and i think wheel of time uh people who enjoy wheel of time i think you know will probably enjoy like Aeneas. um but at the same time you also had the people going well this is nothing like wheel of time right. and, and and then you know you, you get these kind of annoyed reviews going man i i got got drawn in by these wheel of time comparisons and I'm reading, I'm like, where's, where's the wheel of time. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it, it had its, it had its benefits though. I think it's at the end of the day, when it comes to traditional publishers, it's all about marketing. It's all about trying to, um, trying to align it with, um, you know, some other big series. I think they do this a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and, um, just trying to, yeah, trying to get that initial interest. So I, I didn't, I didn't have a major problem with it. Well, I think there's worse series you could be compared to, right? But oh, I think that blurbs are just. Sometimes I felt like blurbs are just quite lazy. I mean, hey, at least you didn't get the it's Game of Thrones meets blank that everything else seems to get these days. <laughs> so so yep. there is that. But uh, I said I felt like that Brandon Sanderson fans would probably like it a lot. It felt very Cosmere-ish mm. to me. But yep, I don't know. To me, it's just like if you got a, a trio of main characters. It isn't automatically will of time for me. Like it seems to be with a lot of people. I've been talking to Ryan Cahill lately. He gets that a lot because he's got three male protagonists and they're all like, oh, it's just like will of time. You know, so I mean, I think that's just a uh, will of time fans are very protective. And I mean, I get it. Oh, yeah. It. That, yeah, yeah, for sure. With that. That's that's their Lord of the Rings. You know, I get it. So absolutely. I, you, you had to had to know about that. Here's a question from a fellow Aussie says being an Aussie myself. I'm curious about how you went about becoming published as a fancy author from Australia who's become recognized abroad as there aren't many Aussie fancy authors, at least to my knowledge, besides Jay Kristoff, Garth Nix and Trudy Canavan. Yep. Yep. Um, so I started self-published um, back in 2014. Um, I, I initially tried to uh, go the traditional publishing route. I, I emailed off to agents um, and uh, got, you know, all of the, the requisite rejections. Um, and 
yeah, just ended up just putting it up on Amazon as, uh, I mean, I've, you know, I put time and, you know, uh, put effort into the cover. Um, and um, it's, yeah, it, it just kind of, it just kind of took off. Um, I, I, I didn't, didn't do any marketing. Uh, it wasn't a, a concerted effort from that perspective. It was very much, uh, okay, I'm not going to get traditionally published. Self-published was coming into its own, I think, at that point. Um, but it was still, still had that little bit of, um, you know, people looked down on it a little bit back in 2014. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it, I put it in Kindle Unlimited and uh, it, for whatever reason, just word of mouth took off. From there, um, Podium, my audiobook publisher for it, they approached me, uh, and um, so we we published the audiobook, uh, and then my agent approached me, um, and he, uh, we we had some some great long conversations about uh, moving to, to to traditional publishing because by that point I was making good money, mm. uh, and you got to it's. Um, it, it was interesting because, you know, I did a lot of research at the time uh, going, okay, well, you know, if I go traditional publishing, like how's this going to affect me? You're taking a much uh, smaller percentage of, of sales um, and you, you obviously losing a lot more control over, over every aspect of your book and all that sort of stuff. Um, and the, uh, the online community, the self-published community um, back then, and I, I'm, I'm sure it's changed now, but uh, they were very, uh, it was quite hostile, I think, towards traditional publishing. There was there was quite a... Um, there's a little bit of that, I think, going on. They're very supportive of each is other, that? but... Uh, oh, know. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's and, it, and, and in a lot of ways, it's understandable because you've got a lot of people there who uh, have tried to go the traditional route um and being rejected and it sucks it sucks getting rejected non-stop like you 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 start to doubt you start to doubt whether or not what you've written is any good um and then you put it online and then all of a sudden people are people are buying it and you, you're, you're making a living wage off it and you're getting great reviews and you're like see guys see you, you, you know traditional publishing doesn't know what it's talking about mm. um and it's it's really easy to get into that mindset, and so there, there's a lot. There was a lot of advice at the time, just going, uh, "Don't switch, don't switch. You're on a good thing here. You're going to make better money here. This is, you know, this is where to stay." Um, and so I had these I had these great discussions with my agent, and he's he's fantastic. Um, and he he said, "Look, you know, it's it's a it's about exposure." Um, it's about getting into into bookstores, um, and it's a, it's. He was looking at it as a, you do this for your career, not necessarily for the short term money, but for you for your career. Um, and so I kind of said, okay, well, cool. Shop it around. Here's basically my baseline for for what I'm okay to accept as an offer. Um, if we hit that, great. Let's go traditional publishing. See what happens. And, um, and we, we, yeah, we made that baseline and, um, it honestly, in retrospect, um, probably one of the best decisions I think I've ever made. 
because uh, um, very much as as he said at the time, uh, it's not about this deal; it's about the next deal. Um, and I mean, Lacanius is um, you know it earned out relatively quickly, so I, I'm getting ongoing royalties for that. That's and that's great. Uh, and I think it, I think being in bookstores, it keeps it in the public eye a lot more. Um, but then this this new deal for for hierarchy, um, you know, that's um, that that's that I've I've gotten some really like a really good deal um, for that series. Uh, probably probably better than I could have done self published. I think, uh, and I think the other thing too with self published is that. You've got to be. It really benefits you if you're a quick writer. Uh, if you're if you're producing books at a regular rate, you're you're keeping um, you're keeping yourself in the in the public eye, I guess. Um, and I am. I'm a. I feel like I'm a. I'm a reasonably fast writer, but I'm writing very big books. So um, so like I've got four books out. Um, if you count from 2014, uh, what's that? The, uh, yeah, nine, nine years, average um, to 50,000 words. So, so call it call it a million words in nearly 10 years. So I'm roughly 100,000 words a year um, published. So that's that's quite good. Right. Um, and that's that's kind of a normal sized book, I think. Um, but you, yeah, you look at... But you chose to wrote fantasy, and they got to be like seven hundred, eight hundred pages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I hate, I, I, I hate the fact that I write these big books. To be honest, um, like when, when when I wrote Lycanius, uh, it was, it was what I was aiming to do. Because um, I've that's that's the kind of books I've always loved. I was like, yeah, I'm going to write big doorstopper fantasy. Um, Will of the Many. Uh, it's funny. I was looking back at my um, my pitch for it, and uh, my pitch for it was very, very accurate with how with how it ended up. Except that uh, in the pitch, I was like, "150 thousand words, guys. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a nice, tight, you know, like you know, still a good sized book, but it's gonna be much shorter than my previous work." Um, and um, and that, that's what I had in my head. I was like, you know, these. I was looking at the story, going, yeah, I feel like 150 thousand words. That'll be about right. And I finished it, and it was 250 thousand words again. <laughs> <laughs> so, the trick. What you got me with this is, I looked at this and I said, oh, this this looks shorter than the Lycanius books. And then I say, oh, the font is smaller. It's not the same amount of words. <laughs> I know. I I got them. I got them. And I was I, I was expecting because uh, it's the same size as. Um, like uh, I'll, I'll I'll grab the so these so these two books no kidding are the same that's the same word count yeah. I told people that <laughs> like, when I read I felt like it's probably the same word count as a like heinous book you know yeah 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 hundred hundred percent um and I I got them and I went oh that that looks really small <laughs> um it's deceptive it looks relatively short but the font size would look like a bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's, I don't know. And I know, I know since, um, it's probably a, um, I know just the cost of paper has gone up. 
um, something like 50% or something crazy. So it's yeah, I said probably... that I feel like if, is font size getting smaller or is my eyes just getting worse? But I was like, <laughs> I know they are, they are talking about a, a lot of, a uh, page, uh, uh, paper problems, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Right now, a lot of people yeah. want to know what's your what's your gate. What was your gateway fantasy read? What book did you read as a youngster and say, "This is the genre I want to write in"? Did that ha did that happen for you? Yeah, Magician, Magician by by Raymond Feist. Okay. Um. Yeah. yeah. It's. I was mm, gonna say fourteen or fifteen. Um. And my reading before that was like, I was, I was, I was always a reader, uh, but I was very much into a, much, much simpler books before that. Um, like, I feel like it was, uh, you know, it wasn't quite Hardy Boys, but it was, you know, it was those sorts of books that I, I was reading before. And then a friend of mine um, was like, yeah, you should try this book. And, um, it's, yeah, obviously it's, it's a massive book. Like I, it wasn't split into two back then. Yeah, I know it's split two, into uh, magician apprentice, apprentice. Is it apprentice? Yeah, yeah, apprentice and master. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, but it was all it was all just one book um, back then. So it's this massive book. Monstrous. Um, and um, but yeah, I tried it and and absolutely just just loved it. And that was pretty much it. Like I wanted to, I wanted to to write fantasy from then um and after that i got into wheel of time and that was that was very much the that was the big ongoing series i think yeah. when um when i was in high school we there's a bunch of us reading the books as they came out and you know we would theorize about what was going to happen in the next one and try and make connections and um it was great it was it was so much fun another series that i had the joy of not starting until it was complete so i'm glad i didn't have to be a, yeah. a, a waiter for that so <laughs> absolutely uh, hey, do you outline or map a beginning, middle, end before you start a series or not just yeah. a book of the series? I mean, you know where you're going with it the whole time. Because, I mean, you read these books. I'm like, there's there's no way he didn't have a roadmap the whole time. There's no way he came out with that on the fly because there's so <laughs> many things that I was saying. If you reread this, you would see stuff in the first book and be like, aha, it was there the whole time, I think. So did you you had a, a pretty good roadmap before you started? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I figured out um pretty early on that i'm i'm somewhere in between uh uh so i very much want my want my roadmap i know i need to know exactly where i'm going uh i feel like i can i can write with purpose that way uh and so i tend to have um all of the major scenes and and turning points and kind of like a skeleton of of the story um from beginning to end uh, but then I do, I do ad lib a lot sort of in the spaces in between, I guess, like as I write, I'll, I'll come up with new ideas and go, okay, yep, um, this is a great idea. How do I, how do I fit this in? So, so my first drafts, despite outlining, my first drafts are terrible and they're, they're an, they're an absolute mess. Um, but, uh, it's always, it's always working towards certain points. Um, and I think, I think that really benefits me because uh, when when I first started writing, um, sort of my first failed attempt, I guess, uh, I outlined very, very, very specifically. Um, and then I found I was making characters do things that just didn't make any sense um, for, for those characters. Like you, you're sort of forcing them into 
decisions or situations where you're like, well, I want to get, I want them to go from point A to point B, and and um, you know, I've outlined to this point, so I guess I've just got to make them do this, and it just didn't work for me. So that's why I've I've kind of gone with a more flexible approach. But uh, but yeah, very much very much planned out. Like I, I do like to know where I'm going with with a series. Well, as a fan of the television show Lost, I am really, really happy to <laughs> because, uh, you know, something that can be so amazing. And then you realize, wow, they've wrote themselves in a corner. They have no idea uh, where they're going with it. OK, I want to focus on some like heinous questions from the audience here. Uh, first one's more of a statement than a, uh, a question. And this is something that I appreciate. And I think that I'm seeing a lot more authors do it now. Is thank you for writing recaps before each book, because not everyone has time to reread an 800 page book before the new one comes out. And, <laughs> Yeah, books with this many moving parts. It's nice to, you know, have a little refresher there. Was that something that you always wanted to do or is that suggested by someone? No, no, no. That was something that I felt was um I kind of felt was necessary. Uh especially because um, like you said, with so many moving parts, in some ways the recaps are not just um they're not just a recap, they're also kind of almost a simplification of the previous what's come before as well. So it's, it's a nice, it's a nice way of going, okay, like here's, here's everything, you know, to this point, um, kind of fairly clearly laid out. Um, and yeah, it was, it was very much something I just, I just decided to do, um, again, being a guy who, who read wheel of time as it came out, and increasingly, you know, book nine, what the hell happened in book three? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to read eight books again. I don't have yeah. like, even back then, you know, you've got a, you've got so much free time and you're still going, I, I can't reread this again. Mm. Um, and, uh, and, you know, even back then it was, the internet was not advanced enough that you could easily go and find a recap online either so um so yeah it's 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 been something that i think um i've i've always i always appreciate when i see it in, in other books okay. um so yeah uh how about this one you why do you write such good epilogues it's impossible not to read the next book immediately i think you kind of answered the own question there right yeah i mean it's 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 I think that comes, I think that just comes down to the planning side of things. Um, that's, um, you know, it, it's, it's knowing exactly where you want to finish a book and the information that you want to leave the reader with something that's kind of exciting, something that, that maybe changes your perspective and what you've read thus far. Um, and yeah, obviously, ideally, gets you excited about what's coming up next. So, yeah, good. Yeah. Got to give them with a hook, right? Because uh, yeah, I remember uh, the the I was like, Shadow of Laws is really good. And then the epilogue I was like, Holy shit, you know, that's great. And then I was like, Finishing up book two, and I'm like, Well, the epilogue can't be as good as book. All right, all right. <laughs> and then I was like, Again, I was like, Well, you know, how about the third book? I mean, this is the end. What? Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're pretty good at that. So uh, yeah, I, and I gotta say, Will Dominion is, is the one that I think that a lot of people are uh, talking about. We'll get to that. Yeah. See, it's impossible to do that. Will Dominion. It makes him sad. Yeah. He's got to actually wait. Yeah. yeah. That's that's, yeah. The, that's the thing that sucks. But thankfully, it sounds like 
he's a fast writer here, guys. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, good. Do you plan on writing a sequel or a prequel to Lycanius? I know you've mentioned writing a novel about Aelric and Ditsia, who kind of disappeared a little bit maybe in, in book three. Yeah. I think that was one of my things I brought up. That's something you said you in the past you'd like to revisit, correct? Absolutely, yeah. So I, um, like I said, I, I had my outline. I had my outline for for the series, and um, and that was a that was a thread that I was one hundred percent going to follow, um, and it, it came down to two things in the end. Uh, one, uh, and very much the biggest one was if I had written that into book three, uh, it would have been like a five hundred thousand word book. Yeah, <laughs> massive. So yeah, yeah, it was. I think I think book three ended up at two two eighty. So I'm exaggerating with five hundred. It would have been. 400 probably um it's still too big um and so th that that was that was a, a major thing where you know my my planning and my my idiotic uh decision from the first book to call it the lycanius trilogy um right. <laughs> came, came into came into play um but the other thing was uh again something that you you um, I, I, I kind of naively planned it out, I guess, because you, you don't really understand until you get to that, until you've written a bit. But um, changing or adding a perspective, adding new perspectives, um, you know, starting in book three, I, I felt like that was going to throw the pacing off uh, incredibly. Because I feel like whenever you, you introduce a point of view of a new character, there's an adjustment period where you're like, oh, man, this isn't the main character. You you know you you want to get back to the main story, um, and even if they're even if their story is important, uh, which you know you'd hope it hope it would be, but um, even if it's important, you still get that emotional. You've got an emotional attachment to the characters you've already been following. True, uh, and especially in book three, especially for the end, I didn't want to slow down the pace when cutting that storyline. Um, I felt like it could work. Um, pretty well as a standalone um, later on, and it didn't. I didn't feel like it affected the the overall arcs enough to justify trying to squeeze it in, basically. But I'm yeah, one hundred percent gonna gonna write that. Um, whether I write it <laughs> a little bit on the side after I finish this next book, um, or whether I just wait until. Um, the third book done, and yeah, yeah, I haven't, I haven't decided yet. It's I know she it's certainly hierarchy yeah. a trilogy. Is that why? <laughs> yes. Just in case, okay. Was, yeah, I yeah. I was, book one, the hierarchy trilogy. People are like, oh no, 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 no. He didn't say that. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. I assumed. Yeah. So, all right. It's been a, it's been a thing. It's been a thing with um, yeah, my uh, with <laughs> poor old Joe. He um, he he initially um. I don't know whether it was Joe necessarily, but but Saga initially when they put it up on Amazon and stuff, they had the hierarchy trilogy ah. uh, in the title, um, and and I had to be like, guys, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm in, just just in case. Look, I know I know the contract is for three books, but it could be more. Let's just let's just not lock ourselves into the three this time, because um, yeah, I mean. I think uh, it's kind of like I was saying, you know, with with book one, where I thought, oh yeah, this will be one hundred and fifty thousand words. It's two hundred and fifty thousand words. It's you want you want the story to be as long as it needs to be, 
Um, and if it's if it ends up being three books, cool, that's great. If it's done in three books, perfect. But um, you know, if it needs a book four, if it needs more, then then we'll do that too. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Jonah wants to know how long you were writing before you came to the like. He's like from day one, you started writing. Was it like heinous a story? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I wanted to be a writer since I was a teenager. Um, I think I made two semi-serious efforts at Lycanius uh, in the, you know, the decade after I, I, I left high school. Um, I think they both crashed out at about 20, 30,000 words. Um, uh, one of them, uh, like I said before, I, I, I tried to uh, outline really, really, really hard. And I, I got... Like I said, I got about 30,000 words in. And I just went, oh, this isn't working. Um, and then the other time, uh, I, I kind of went the opposite direction. Uh, this was th th These efforts were like five years apart. Um, uh, I, again, I got about 30,000 words in, but I, I went the opposite direction where I was like, cool, outlines clearly aren't doing it for me. I'm going to go a bit freeform and just going to see where I go. And... Uh, I got into this revision loop where I would have an idea at about the 20, 30,000 word mark and go, oh, no, I've got to go back and fix that before I keep on going. And I would do that sort of two or three times. And, um, you know, you're trying to do it around, you know, full-time work and all that sort of stuff. And mm -hmm. I, in the end, I just went, no, nah, it's, it's, uh, it's not working for me either. Um, so, yeah, Lacanius, uh, when I turned 30, when I turned 30, I sat down and was like, right, I'm going to do this properly this time. Uh, and uh, and I had I had more time on my hands at that point as well. Um, I stepped back to uh, what I was doing for work, and that was essentially only part-time. And, um, yeah, that was that was, it was the first thing I wrote. You like doing this better, right? So, yeah. <laughs> this is a little better than, uh, than daytime work probably. Uh, this oh, is the first 100%. book with. I'm sorry. Did you have a response? I'm sorry. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. You're good. This is the first book with time bending stuff in my personal history that I haven't hated, which is a massive tick. Did you always plan to use that element in this story? Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I, I was the same. I was the same with 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 uh, time travel. Is one of the reasons I wrote it. Um, is that I can name. Uh, I really like the film 12 Monkeys. Sure. Uh, I don't know whether you know that one. Um, yeah. I think that's a, that's a fantastic time travel story. Sure. And that is the only example I can think of that I really like. Uh, and every other time travel story, um, I, I have others that I've enjoyed, um, but I have never been fully satisfied with um, because there's always, there's always logical in inconsistencies. Um, and it's hard. It's also just very, very, very hard to do time travel uh, in, a, in an internally consistent way, um, but still have an interesting story. Um, and that was, so that was really one of the inspirations for Lycanius was, was me going a uh, combination of, yeah, I'd like to write a good time travel story. Uh, and also very uh, related, I guess, um, was I had a real thing at the time about 
prophecies. Uh, and I kind of, I would, I would get annoyed about prophecies because uh, there's so many books. <laughs> yeah, I, I read Wheel of Time. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, I, I, I'd always wonder, I'd be like, okay, prophecies, they're, they're talking in these, you know, um, and the seven eagles will, will fall from the tower. And, 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 then, and then, you know, and then, and then eventually you go, oh, and, and this event meant that. Um, and you're like, if you're going to do a prophecy, why aren't you just saying what's going to happen? Right. Um, like, why does it have to be, why does it have to be couched in this? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, it's basically this really sucky power <laughs> to, to, to be prophetic because you could say anything and then eventually it might come true. Um, and so it was, it was a combination of those two things that really pushed me into um, the direction that I went with Lycanius. Makes sense. Uh, hey, will we ever get an answer on Methaniel the gladiator? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Outstanding. Because I have a, a thing where right after I finished, um, gosh, I forget the guy's names that did the podcast, but they had like a unanswered questions of the Lycanius trilogy episode. I'm like, I didn't think there was that many. And then they went, I was like, Oh, 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 but that was the one where I was like, <laughs> okay, now that one I got to know. So, okay, great. That's good to know. Yeah, that, definitely. That one, Ilric and Dizia, and I'll be, I'll be happy. I'll be happy. Okay. Uh, was this a complex, uh, I'm sorry, was a story this complex hard to pitch to a traditional publisher? I know you said that, you know, you still publish first, obviously, but when it got pitched to Orbit, did you did you polish it up or anything like that before you started? And then did they, they want to know, okay, you know where you're going with this, right? They weren't like. <laughs> uh, they, they, they did not ask me. Um, no, they, they, uh, I mean, the good, the good thing about that was, um, they were, um, sorry, there's a bit of an echo going on there, but, um, there we go. That's better. Um, they, I honestly, I think they looked at the sales numbers at that point. I don't think they, I don't think they cared. Uh, no, they cared. They obviously cared. Uh, but, uh, I didn't, I didn't have to pitch them is is what i'm saying they they went um they read the first one they went we like this uh it's sold very very well so we know that there is an audience there um where um they were they were very comfortable with that and so yeah it was kind of i was kind of uh left to my own devices uh, in a lot of ways and we did we did polish we did polish up the first one. We didn't change anything significant, but we we made it clearer um, in in a few aspects. We moved information that you got towards the second half of the book. We moved that quite early, um, just just to make the process of of understanding certain things easier for the reader. I, I, I honestly, looking back, I don't even remember what that was, <laughs> um, but. Uh, but other than that, we did we did we didn't change a lot. Um, but no, they were they were they were great. They um, gave me full reign to just just do whatever I wanted, and um, yeah, it, it worked out. You kind of already answered this one. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing that there really was no way to go back at that point. It was making like Hanius more than a trilogy ever a possibility? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I, I worked. I worked to make it a trilogy. In some ways, 
you know, uh, it probably benefited. Um, it really made me make sure that I was, um, you know, writing a writing a tight story. Um, I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, look, I have a lot of nostalgia for Wheel of Time, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, there's there's the slog in the middle, and you feel like, you know, Robert Jordan um, wandered a little bit in terms of, you know, he he got in, he got very into his world. Um, but then followed all these secondary characters that, uh, at least from my perspective, I didn't care about that much. Uh, and, and it really slowed down the books. Um, and, uh, making it a trilogy really, really helped keep it tight. But yeah, it was, it was certainly, it certainly could have been more than three books, I think as well. I'm assuming this is an Australian thing and currently enjoying that same morning sun and G long across Port Phillip Bay. Is that close to you? Nice. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's right across the bay. It's um, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Mount Martha. I'm in the Mornington Peninsula and um, Geelong's yeah, just across the way. Right. So I agree with you there. Uh, uh, Will of time, like you're saying here, one of my favorite series, but yeah, you might've dilly dallied a little bit, you yeah. know? So when you get, when it starts being like, uh, you know, you have a section where you're like, ah, that might've probably lingered on until too long. Well, it's like four books that are, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it might <laughs> yeah. A little too long. And last one yeah. for like Kenius, has anyone approached you about adaptation rights for the series yet? No, 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 no. Yeah. I think it would be a very difficult series to adapt. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm open to it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not something that's come up thus far. Um, and I mean, it's very possible as well, uh, you, you know, that um, things have gone to my agent and just, uh, you know, haven't been serious enough to, to bother right. worrying me about. Be a um, relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but look, you know, I, it's, it's, it's certainly something I'd, I'd love to see happen, but, um, but no, there's been no, no, that'd have to be one of those. Uh, I think they'd have to, how I put this plainly, they'd have to dumb it down a little bit. I feel like to make yeah. it accessible for general audiences. Cause I don't think that this yeah. is a story that holds your hand really. You know, yeah, but, I, but I'm also looking at Silo, the success it just had. I'm like, I don't know that that that's getting through to general audiences. I think maybe absolutely. They I, I, TV. I, I haven't read Silo, but I've, I've I've watched the TV series and it is it is great. Like I, I've really enjoyed that. Um, and I know Hugh Howie is very involved with yeah. that. Um, yeah. And I think that's one of the things. Uh, it's, it's it's funny. Like I don't want to. Uh, I'm always hesitant about about ragging on things. But um, <laughs> but I but I will hear. Um, uh, so so prior to you know a few years ago, I would have been like, somebody approaches me with a serious offer to do an adaption, I'd be like, cool. Uh, and if if I'm if I'm not involved, that's that's fine um, because you know this is TV and it's a different medium, and you've got to trust the the creators who know what they're doing to to adapt it. Um, uh, and then the Wheel of Time TV show came out, and uh, I'm very much now. I will be involved yeah. with, yeah, with uh, uh, look. Uh, it, it's got its fans. It's fine. Uh, it, it, as a as a somebody who grew up reading it, it was not for me. 
I I try to remain positive. Me and my co-host, we have yeah. a thing where we talk about every episode. We try to stay positive after like about like sixth episode. We're like, I can't fake it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like I it don't want to. I don't want to be a rage channel raging about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it's it it's a shame. But yeah. I mean, I have my my recommendation, Blair. She wants she has like Hanius and Will the Mini. She wants to know which one to start first. I always say like Hanius is complete. So, you know, mm. you can do that, but, you know, Will the Mini is the, is the new hotness, right? So what, what would you recommend that she does first? Yeah, it's a tough one because, yeah, I, I feel like Lacanus is probably the smart play because it's it's finished. Um, uh, it's hard because I think that in some ways Will of the Mini is easier to get into. Um, mm. And I think, like I said before, I think it's probably my best work. I think it's better written overall but um but yeah just just from it being a complete story um i think locanius would be the way i would go uh for recommendation i haven't had to it's early enough that i haven't had to uh to make that call for many people yet yeah yeah all right how about some will the many talk i got i got plenty of uh hierarchy questions here first one and i got this one a lot how big of a fan are you of pierce brown I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan. Um, I I absolutely so. I should say I've I've read the the first trilogy, um, and I and I love that trilogy. Um, I have been because I am I, I don't get a lot of time, um, certainly not as much time as I'd like to read anymore, and I particularly don't have a lot of time to reread. And I have kind of a terrible memory for other people's books, regardless of how much I love them. Sure. Um, so I have not read um, Dark Age uh, onward. I've, I own them, and I have have pre-ordered uh, Lightbringer, Lightbringer um, because I, I feel like you know his his first trilogy was um, just brilliant, and I have complete confidence that that series is going to be amazing. Once it's complete, I will read it all the way through, and probably probably time it for is it, is it red red god is the last one red god will be the last one yeah i'm looking yeah, up yeah. that already red lightbringer and yeah it's it's good it's good yeah yeah i know what wife is doing she said i'll wait until the last book is coming out before i start reading mm. the sequels because she yep. she just yep. said it's like not that she doesn't trust him or he writes slow or anything she's just like those books are just pure like adrenaline she's like i've got to have the next one before i start yep. or else I'll just go crazy so i get it i get it yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I am, I am, I would say that is honestly, that is probably my most anticipated read coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I do love those books a lot. So obviously will the mini got a lot of comparisons to the first red rising mm-hmm. book. So I think that's why, why it came up a lot. Yeah. 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 Which is, which is funny because I think a lot of the comparisons, uh, um, In some ways, they're coincidental. Um, in that, uh, you know, my decision to go with stuff like Rome was completely nothing to do with Red Rising. Right. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's first person present tense. And yes, I, I guess you know, to some extent, Red Rising, you know, because it, it's probably the only example um, of of that that I, I've really enjoyed. So, of course, that's some some level of influence. Um, 
but a lot of the decisions that I made were um, not directly influenced by Red Rising, but at the same time, you know, I, I love that series so much that you you, you got to say, well, obviously it's an influence because um, anything, uh, really, really anything that you love is is going to be an influence. Um, I think I think Red Rising and I think Name of the Wind are the two that people are, are kind of uh, making comparisons with, and that that's that's great because they're both books that I love, um, but. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's no there's no real deliberate attempt to go. Yeah, I want to um, I want to do this type of book or anything like that. I think I think a lot of it just came out of the um, the similarities in the in the um, in the in the very high level stuff. You know, like you said, you know, there's there's an academy and he's he's hiding his identity and there's Roman influence and yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I'm glad I didn't say on the front of the book, Red Rising fans, is about to be your new favorite series, right? I mean, that's what it should say on the front. <laughs> yeah, that's so, it. That's uh, it. How much research did you put into ancient Rome history and mythology before starting? Uh, a lot. Um, my, yeah, my, uh, I, I find, I found Rome really interesting um, conceptually, but my knowledge of it was very, very lacking. It was, you know, it was, I'd watched Gladiator and, and um, <laughs> you know, um, so no, I, I, I went through a bunch of audiobooks mainly, um, just lectures, um, going from, you know, uh, the founding of Rome through, uh, the Republic, fall of the Republic, um, the empire. Um, I think I probably listened to like, 50, 60 hours worth of audiobook material just just um, just on it. And it's been great because I, I am genuinely really interested in it. Um, and uh, it's also just been um, a really good source of inspiration for stuff. Like, you know, a lot of a lot of the time you'll hear stuff and you're like, I, I can't use that. But uh, sometimes you 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 get a just a, a snippet of something and you go, Yeah, this would fit really well into the story. I can I can use this. That's great. I don't think there's anyone who saw Gladiator and didn't want to say, if I'm writing a story, I'm going to put some kind of Gladiator battle into my book somehow. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible not to. You Absolutely. know, there was a trailer today for the new Ridley Scott movies doing a Napoleon. That looks awesome. I'm like, great. Nap Ridley Scott and, and Joaquin, uh, Joaquin Phoenix again. Yeah. yeah. Take my nice. Yeah, 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 nice. Yeah. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to go check that out once we're done then. Um, um what was your inspiration for the labyrinth and the will infused brace? Is it just Theseus and the Minotaur or is there more to it? Um, a lot of it was, so I, I, I sat down and, and when I, when I started thinking about the school setting, um, I really wanted, I really wanted a, a something kind of, different from just you know i didn't want them just sitting in class learning stuff um <laughs> I, 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 yeah <laughs> and um i wanted something um uh, you know interesting and dynamic um that uh they could be using as a, as a training process and also you know that fit into um the storyline that i was uh, the larger storyline as well but um it was 
It was funny because you know I went I went through several iterations of of what that was. Um, originally, it was uh, it was a lot more boring. It was like a, uh, the very first concept of it was like a a puzzle that they were manipulating. The, the they were comp still competing, but they were manipulating. It was it was considerably smaller, and it was something that they could. Um, they were they were sort of shifting objects through through something in front of them as opposed to you know this room size this massive room sized um, labyrinth that they actually had to physically run through um, you know, it was all very early in concept but um, yeah that was uh, that that was that was kind of the the reasoning behind it and then um, then yeah eventually when I um, and the, obviously the Minotaur was 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 part of that um, thinking when I eventually went, no, I need this to be bigger. I need this to be more dynamic. I need this to be um, more fun to write as an action sequence, I guess. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. That piggybacking off of that one, more minotaurs in your books is never the wrong choice. So exactly. A little writing advice for you there, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> you want something to, if you have, you're stuck in the next book, just throw a minotaur in somewhere. Uh, please that. ask what seeding is. I think I'm too dumb to understand that concept clearly. I do know bits, but I'm still a bit confused. Okay. Um, so it's, it's basically, uh, it's giving up uh, your, your will. So if you imagine that you start with um, a base of, one person's will and will being like uh you know your, your strength your drive your focus kind of a mix of your your energy um and um when you seed your will you're giving up half of that to somebody else um and so you, you you're you're giving it up willingly it's got to be willingly um and then so they they then gain that power from you um and so in terms of the uh the system i guess you have your you know the very bottom of the system um your your octavii um and so they're, they're only left with half of their will left so that's why they you know they're tired they're run down they're, they they age more quickly um it's it's very very unpleasant for them um, and then um, your your septemii um, then have uh, an extra what's that an extra four will so um, half half a will from eight people and they they're taking all of that plus their own and then when they seed they seed half of that total will oh, yeah okay yeah. Yeah, there's a chart at the beginning of the book. I had to had to yeah. refer back up because I mean, at first I was like, "Wait, what's all this? Everything, everything's got an II at the end. What's going on?" But you get used to it. I, yeah. I, I felt like after a little bit. By the way, uh, I'm not an audio person. I, I've heard the audio is very good. By the way, I, I get yeah. that feedback from everybody. Is is the narration any good or not? But um, I have to know: Am I saying the name right? Is it Okiscore? Is that the right way to say the name? Okiscore. Yep. Okay. Yep. I got yeah, about yeah. four or five iterations of how I was actually saying it when I read it, but that was the one that I've, I think I went back and forth on the most, but yeah, very interesting character. And I think that my, my original interpretation might've been wrong. Let's put it that way. So 
But yeah, very interesting character. And uh, uh, I think one more for me is uh, just want to say you monster for one of the things you do towards the uh, towards the end of the book. That's also. Uh, how did you come up with the idea for the magic system in Will the Mini? Um, it was actually one of the first things um, I I had as a concept. It was I it was something that um, probably the only thing that I I had from uh, when I was working on Lycanius. Most of the time, uh, I didn't. Well, I was not thinking at all about what was next. But this was one of those ideas that I had you know put in a, a document of yeah this is a cool idea i can't use this in lacanius but this is this is kind of a cool idea um but it was uh kind of very much based on if you read uh the rune lords by david farland at all yeah. um no no it's, a, it's an older series um i've heard of it I, yeah, yeah it's look you know i read about 20 years ago uh, i cannot remember uh the plot or the characters but the magic system right. really stuck in my head and it was it was it was amazing because um it was essentially this feudal system where um people could give up aspects of themselves so you could give up uh you know your your intelligence or your beauty or um your voice or or whatever to uh your lord um mm -hmm. uh in exchange for uh, you know, protection or, or food or, um, you know, shelter for your family or what, whatever. Um, so you would, you know, if you gave up your strength, you could be, you know, this burly blacksmith um, and you go, man, I, you know, I need my Lord's protection. I'm going to give up my strength. You become like this husk. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you basically can't get out of bed. And the Lord then gains that strength and becomes um, increasingly strong. Um, and it, it just worked. It just, I think the reason it stuck in my head because it was, A, it was quite simple, but it just worked beautifully in that social context of it being a feudal system. It just tied in so well with the social aspect of it. And I always kind of, wondered what that would look like in a in a more advanced society like in a more hierarchical system um because um you know again this that being a feudal system there was very much a, uh you know the lords were then um going around and just taking taking what they could from people and just um i think the first book's called the sum of all men which is a fantastic title um and it's about one guy essentially trying to take everybody's aspects and sure. become godlike um and and so yeah my thinking mm -hmm. was you know i'd be interested in seeing uh, almost a more restra restrained version of that system where it was it was working towards in a in an advanced civilization all right cool uh there's so much unique imagery described in will the many any chance we get an illustrated version with say broken binding yeah i mean i've been i've been working on a on a uh on a broken binding edition um with them um okay. yeah, yeah um it's looking great it's looking great we're, we're still going back and forth on the details but uh, i i really like what they've come up with um i don't think it's i mean we'll, we'll, there will be a an illustration i believe on the on the front cover uh, i don't think there'll be illustrations within um that would be really cool though i i, I really like illustrated versions of things i think that that really adds um particularly in fantasy 
Uh, I know the Polish version of Lacanius has Polish, Polish, yeah, has um, has illustrations, and I love that. I, that I was, I was flipping through. around. Is that what it's from? Is from that edition? Yeah, it probably, it probably is, probably is. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> I think they managed to uh, they managed to pick the the most absolute violent parts of the book and illustrate those. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which is great, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I do, I do enjoy a good illustrated edition. Is a uh, book two still called strength of the few or have you, have you yep. tweaked that strength of the few? Okay. Strength of the few. Yep. All right. You know what book three is called yet or <laughs> hey, I figured I'd give it a shot. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I got it. This is good. Will the entire hierarchy series be written from Vista's perspective or will we get into the heads of some others? Yes, it will be from Viss's perspective. Okay. All right. Looked like he was he was thinking about that one. Was I supposed to be all right? This is funny. I laughed at this because I I might have had a similar question. Was I supposed to be confused at the end of book one? Meaning, like, is it something like Lycanius like where I was confused, but it all made sense in the end? Is it something I'll go back to and feel like I make it makes much more sense to me now than it does, you know, then after I finished the series and it did, you know, when I was reading it the first time. Um I mean, I think it'll be very clear probably from the start of book two. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's something that it's funny with the, with the ending. Um, we, we went back and forth a lot on, I guess, how opaque to make it. Um, Cause I, I ideally you kind of want, you want to, uh, you know, an initial disorientation, I guess. And then um, ideally, eventually you, you, you figure out what's going on. Um, and the clues, the clues are there. The clues are there to, to understand what's going on with the ending. Um, but, uh, but regardless, regardless of, of whether or not, um, you know, you immediately go, oh yeah, I completely see what's, what's happening here. Or you just go, I'm completely lost. Um, book two will clear it up within the first chapter. So oh, outstanding. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> cause when I finished it, I was like, well, I'm going to have to talk to him off the air so he can explain it any to me. Like I'm five, because I was like, Wait, <laughs> what? Yeah. So, okay. Uh, do you think, uh, Lycanius, I'm sorry. Do you think hierarchy will end up being more sci-fi than Lycanius was? Yes. I think so. Uh, I think so. I think it's still, yeah, I, I I think so. I'm I'm very influenced by sci-fi. I love sci-fi. Um, in fact, outside of books, I'd say that sci-fi is probably my preferred genre. Um, you know, in terms of you know what I watch, what I what the games that I play. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I I think it will it will lean more into that. It will still very much be fantasy, but it will lead more into that. Yeah. I think there's a good mix there. Uh, sorry if you answered this already. How long will the series be? I think he's kind of TBD. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Uh, are you, uh, well, you kind of, we talked about this before we started. I was wrong on this, but I was asking, are you still planning to release one per year? Like Lycanius, but apparently I was wrong on those dates. So maybe every other year. Is that, is that the goal? I think. Yeah, look, I think the, the next one I'm planning, I'm my my aim, and I think it's pretty realistic at this point, is to finish book two by the end of this year. 
which means that um, ideally I'm submitting it in December. We get it edited. Hopefully there's not a lot of editing. Uh, and then we release it in 2024. So, um, and then beyond that, I don't think 2025 for the, for the third book, I think it'd probably be 2026 for the third book. But, um, but I, I do think there's a good shot of it being released next year. I don't think it'll be this time next year. I think it'll probably be closer towards the end of next year, but yeah. I think that, I mean, from what I've learned talking to authors, about a one-year turnaround is expected, correct, after you yeah. sit through the first draft? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of sci-fi, Madison wants to know, did you watch Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, absolutely. The the new one. I haven't seen the old one, but... Yeah, uh... much. <laughs> <laughs> as someone who was old enough to actually watch it when it came out, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Even as a kid, yeah. I was like, no, 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 this isn't Star Wars. No, no. Yeah, no. I, I loved it. Actually, it's funny, my, my wife, uh, who couldn't get into it at the time when when I watched it um really? just recently she's 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 just started watching it um and is really enjoying it now so I'm I'm occasionally walking in and um and going ah you're up to this bit fantastic this is yeah I'll, I'll, I'll watch a bit of this started, she started watching it recently she just like blew through and I told her like this is you don't understand this is going to take over your life you're gonna be every time oh, yeah. who's a Cylon you're gonna be doing that you're going to be yeah yeah crazy so yeah it's, it's so good yeah uh, last hierarchy question is, do you know the ending? Is it upstairs right now? Do you know how it ends? That's amazing. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. We talked about this before. Like I said, uh, someone who, who was a big fan of the show Lost, uh, knowing that you have an ending in place is always exciting because uh, I started watching this new series called From, and it's you know, oh, yeah. exactly producers of Lost. And it's got all okay. everybody's like, oh, well, hopefully they know where they're going with it. And they've, they've already come out and said, look, we have a map. We know exactly where we're going with it. We're not going to do that again. So that's good. They they said that with Lost, though. I remember watching I remember watching oh, yeah, Lost. Where it's going. Sure. And, and, and well, they were like, no, we've got a six-season plan. It's going to be six seasons, and we're going to finish after six seasons, and we know exactly how those six seasons are playing out. I remember them saying this like season two or three. Um, and I, cause I, I, I watched Lost as it came out yeah, I was and obsessed. was a big fan and really obsessed. Yeah. yeah and yeah, that it's, they, they were lying, but <laughs> here we go. How large will the last book be? Because like Kenya's three could house a family of five. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I, I think I was, um, yeah, I, it's, it's like I was saying before, I, I want to write shorter books. <laughs> um it's not short books but um yeah I, I i don't know each each book ends up being as long as it needs to be um i i think you know with with will of the many we um i think it was 255 when i submitted it and we edited it down to 240 um so um and and i feel like it's at least from my perspective, it felt like a pretty tight 240. Um, I didn't feel like there was really anything else that we could have dropped from that book. And, um, you know, the book would have proceeded on fine. Um, so it, it's just, yeah, each book is as long as it needs to be. Um, ideally, I'm not going to be writing. I think, yeah, Light of All That Falls was 280,000. Uh, and that's certainly, that was a big book and that's certainly at the upper end of what I want to be writing. Right. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. 
right, a couple of uh, just kind of closing questions here. Are you interested in writing in other genres like historical fiction, sci-fi, or just fantasy? Um, I'd love to write some sci-fi. Um, I actually had a side project because um, in so I submitted Will of the Many in two thousand mid two thousand twenty one to for editing um and just you know um pandemic and and just delays generally um nobody's fault but it didn't get edited till may 2022 so there was a, there was a year between me submitting it and it getting edited and uh i didn't want to press on too hard for um for book two in case i had to make major changes for book one right. and uh so i kind of I was, I was spinning my wheels a little bit uh and so I, I started just this kind of a muck around project um which i've written about 30 40 000 words of now uh and that's a sci-fi um and i don't know it may not it may not go anywhere uh but i was i was rereading a bit of it the other day i thought yeah this is this is okay this is this could this could be this could be something so um yeah i i'd like to i'd like to branch out i'd certainly like to try um i don't think there's any guarantee of uh crossover success with genres but um it'd certainly be fun yeah they always say like like rock stars want to be actors and actors want to be rock stars it seems like every fantasy writer wants to do some sci-fi and every sci-fi uh, yeah. author wants to do some some fantasy i feel like it's just like the natural the natural i think it is uh, yeah so i mean i was going to ask you have any future series in mind I guess that would be that would be one that you're you're noodling right now, huh? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's um, yeah. I think I try not to think too far ahead with with other series because I'm I'm very much not somebody. Um, you know, I envy guys like Brandon Sanderson who can. I mean, not uh, only write that guy right at the spit. There's no way. I know. It's no way he's not an android or something. Got a clone. He has to. It it is insane. Um, but even even beyond his writing speed, just the fact that he. He's producing all these different, all these different stories uh, in parallel, um, and uh, that that in itself is incredible to me because the way I operate is uh, I'm I'm thinking pretty much nonstop about what I'm writing, and and if I had if I had two things going on at once, it just wouldn't work for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I tend not to think too far ahead about you know what's coming after my current series, especially when you know I'm only on book two. Um, but, uh, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, then you have people like me who get selfish and say, "Look, I love Stormlight Archive. Can you forget about all that other stuff and just keep writing Stormlight <laughs> Archive? It's three years between books. It's murder." Yeah, you know, yeah. So I get that. Uh, what is one piece of writing advice you would like to give to rookie authors? Mm write every day right no. absolutely <laughs> yeah i mean i it's it's i mean it's i think it's probably the most common piece of advice is you know just write write as much as possible because you can't figure out you can't figure out what's going to work for you um unless unless you write because it's different for everybody like you know i i um, like I said earlier, I, I had these two false starts, I guess, with Lacanius. 
um, over the over the years where, um, you know, I tried one method, it didn't work. I tried another method, it didn't work. In the end, it was kind of a hybrid that, that clicked for me. Um, and that's not going to be a universal thing. Obviously, it's going to be it's going to be whatever works for your process. Uh, but you can't figure that out unless you sit down and you make a bunch of mistakes and you scrap a whole heap of stuff. And, um, but I, I think, you know, for, for, for a rookie author, get your first draft done. That'd be my, that'd honestly be my, my big thing because that's what I found was I got into, um, you know, I got into revision loops where I get I get a certain amount of the way through, and I go, ah, no, I want to change this and go back, and never progress for a while. And then eventually, what I did was accept the fact that my first draft was going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have to show anybody; it's it can be essentially a rough outline. Um, it doesn't have to even make sense. All you're doing is you're getting to the end, and you're going, okay, now I have. Uh, a better concept of what I want this book to be, where it's going. Um, I have a few scenes here and there that I can definitely use, a few scenes that I know are going to have to be scrapped. But, um, you know, if I decide I'm going to change something now uh, as I'm writing, I don't go back and change it. I just make a note. I make a note and say, um, you know, it can be it can be something small or it can be, you know what, this character is now dead. <laughs> uh, I'm going to kill him off earlier. And, and, you know, go from there. So, and you just write as if you've already changed it. Um, and that's, that's what I found to be most useful, I think, is just getting out of that revision loop um, trap and getting a first draft done. And once you've, got, once you've got that down there, it's so much easier to go back and edit um, than trying to, yeah, write to a blank canvas, I guess. Sure, sure. Uh, before I go, I always like to ask a, a non-writing question. Are you uh, you watching anything good right now? You seem like we watch a lot of the same TV shows. I'm curious, you watching anything right now? I mean, I've just finished Silent. Like that, that that'd be probably what I would have picked. Um, my wife came up in my office and stole my books after we finished because she's like, I can't stop there. I was like, There you go. <laughs> that's the, that's the goal, right? Get people to read the book. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. What else? What else have I been watching? Um, Yeah, they, they're just, I, I mean, one of the reasons, one of the reasons Silo has been so great because I, I have actually been through a bit of a drought recently where um, I've kind of felt like I want to go back and rewatch some some older stuff. Yeah, I do that. Uh, I, I, I think I, I hit a point recently where I was like, um, and I, I'd even, I'd even say this for Silo, uh, even though, again, like I, I loved it, but. I've been I've been really in the mood for something a bit lighter, something something with a bit of humor in it. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of the really high quality stuff lately has been incredibly high quality, like TV, golden age of TV. But um, it's all very grim. Yeah, uh, yeah and the, the success of Game of Thrones made everybody think, oh, yeah. we've got to be, everybody wants to be miserable and depressed a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And um, I just kind of just kind of looking for something with a, you know. Just an easy watch, just a just 
or even even doesn't even have to be an easy watch just just some lighter moments in it i guess uh, is what i'm, I'm after. Definitely not there because like i said from is a very very dark show and then i started watching mm. I, I just read lonesome duff for the first time which i okay yeah was amazing yep. could not get enough of it so everyone starts i'm like well have you watched 1883 and i'm like no like it's basically a love letter to lonesome dove and i started watching okay it. And I'm five episodes in. I'm like, dude, I've like almost cried two episodes now. Like, what do you guys got me watching here? So yeah, <laughs> maybe that's not the best suggestion if you want something a little lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, oh, no, what else? What else? Was I? I watched Severance. Severance on on um, Apple TV. That was really good. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm really looking forward to. And I know this. I don't know. This might be a. a controversial thing because i know that the adaption has not been received well by people who have read the books and i haven't read the books but uh i'm really looking forward to foundation season two um i intentionally read that before it started so i couldn't nitpick it yeah 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 it's i i know that people who have read the books kind of hate the show um and though man apple tv's doing a great job i think it is i for all yeah, I realized it's incredible, incredible. Yes, TV. yeah, that's another that's another great show. Yeah. yeah, Apple TV. I I would not have picked it. I would not have picked it even a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they are the highest quality um, producers of TV at the moment. I think around. I even you know like I uh, watched uh, Ted Lasso. That that's a good time. See, um, the Jason Momoa is pretty good too. I was like, yep, yeah, yeah. Quality. I haven't had anything that I've hated, so that's yeah, that's impressive. So yeah, they're they're, they're quality over quantity. I think right now, absolutely. That's what absolutely. they got over the over the others that are just like we have to put out a new series every week and yeah, because you know, everything gets canceled. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hi, uh, this it's the worst, isn't it? It's the content mill of of going. Oh, uh, you know this this. It's interesting new series that we've done doesn't have the right metrics, so we, we're canceling it after after a month out. Um, and he's going well, because of people like me. You're talking about rewatching stuff. Is I'll, I'll I'll get on Netflix and I'll scroll for like an hour, and then I'll just start watching like Friends re- episodes that I've yeah. seen a million times yeah. or something. So I mean, it's yeah, it's probably because of people like me, or you know, you probably as an author, you can probably relate to this when people are like, oh, I'm not going to start that until it's finished, you know, because I'm a binge watcher. You know, yep. I, you get a lot of people to do that, or they just they don't trust some of these streaming services. They're just going to cancel them before they're done. Like, I think it was a show exactly. called Ella that was on Netflix that I was one of those yep. was like everyone says it's a big cliffhanger show. I was like, oh, I'll wait for it to be complete, and then it got canceled before it had a resolution. I'm like, see, I was right, yeah. but it was also <laughs> probably the problem. You know, so. yeah. There's a, there's another one by the guys on Netflix again. It was uh, by the guys who did Dark. Oh um, yeah, eighteen eight, not eighteen eighty three, eighteen uh, ninety nine. Yeah, 1899. 1899. Uh, I was like, yeah, this sounds amazing. It's getting amazing reviews. Once another season or so is out, I'll, I'll give that a watch. And, yeah. <laughs> and well, it's canceled. Because me and my wife were obsessed with dirt, like obsessed. And yeah. so we said we wanted to wait for it to be done so we could run through it. And that was a mistake, clearly, you know, because not enough people watched it. But those guys yeah. are storytellers, man. Jeez. Oh, they are. They are. That's a shame we won't get to see more of that but i that's just that's the streaming wars now man if you aren't getting people watching them they can't justify spend that much money on them it's yeah that's it netflix isn't making the best financial decisions you know but hey they're making more money than me so what do i know (laughs) hey i appreciate you taking the time to do this um it was very exciting for me i'm very excited for uh 
for uh, what comes next, especially you're saying that uh, I, I'm going to understand that ending a lot better at the beginning of book two. So I can't wait. You know, uh, do me a favor and tell them a saga that you want to make sure all these spines match. Because that's something that's very important to book <laughs> you know, make sure they yeah. all match as beautifully as these do. That's that. That's the last thing I think I would add. Uh, so everybody, uh, Twitter, is that your only social? Yeah, I'm, I'm also on Facebook sometimes. Facebook, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah, I, Twitter. You, as a writer, do you try to stay off social just because it's such a distraction, or then yeah. you don't tweet? Very yeah, I, no, 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 no. I, I very much. It's, it's. I try and just use it as an informational thing. I mean, you know, if people. If people want to ask me questions, there, I'll eventually, I'll eventually respond for sure. But I'll go, I'll go long, long periods of time where I just, I just don't check it. Uh, I've been on it probably more the last month or so recently, just because of the launch. But uh, you know, I'm once I'm once I'm away on holiday in like a few days, I'll uh, you know I probably won't look at it for like a month. So you still update your blog and your website, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I try. It. I mean, that's I think that's important. You know, in the in an, the era of uh, you know certain fantasy authors not not uh completing books and 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 not so much not completing books but not really giving regular updates i i think i think readers are, readers are actually very very understanding as long as you let them know where you're up to um oh you don't bite their head off when they ask about it yeah that's, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's it that's it and it, it's it's not hard it's not hard for me to like i only do it I, I update that once every three months um and just go this is where i'm up to this is kind of my timeline at the moment. Um, you know, sometimes it changes, sometimes it's on track. Um, but uh, I think it's just good for for people who are looking forward to the next book to be able to go, yeah, um, this is roughly when when I can expect the next one. You know, he's still working on it. He's still alive. Um, <laughs> and uh, status bars on your website, like Brandon Sanders <laughs> does. No, <laughs> uh, no, no. I think I think that might be a bit ambitious, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably not the guy to try to to try to keep pace with. No, sure. no. Well, hey, I appreciate this so much, and uh, I'm very excited. Like I said, to continue with the series, and uh, maybe we'll talk again then. And you can uh, we absolutely can, uh, spoilers, some spoilers. Yeah. Maybe we can talk some spoilers that time. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. No, thanks so much for having me on. That's been uh, that's been yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks for watching, guys. We'll 